But go with me today <clears throat> to the book of Deuteronomy, one of my favorite scriptures. Jesus quoted out of Deuteronomy more than any book, than any of the Torah. Deuteronomy was very, very important to Jesus. Deuteronomy chapter 8. I want to start reading with verse 12, and, and I want to deal with, because so many people are struggling in, over the COVID in terms of prosperity, and some can't pay their rent, and all kinds of stuff, you know. I mean, and I never thought I'd ever see this um, in my lifetime in America. Let me just say that. And I'm going to show you one of the secrets of success of prosperity, spiritually, physically, and financially, but especially financially. And I want to read verse 12 because now he's talking to the nation of Israel. People say, well, that was for Israel. Well, no, we're the seed of Abraham and heirs according to the promise. So what he said to them also, he says to us. And he was talking to them in, in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 12. And he says this. Well, let me read. Yeah, let me read verse 12. Lest when thou hast eaten and are full and has built beautiful houses. Everybody on the line that you're Houses, not house. You, you can have more than one house. Church don't want you to. Church don't like you having that. They don't want you to do that at all, you know. But this is God's word. When you build beautiful houses, you can have more than one if you want one. And you dwell therein. Then he says this in verse 13. When your herds and your flocks multiply, and thy silver and thy gold is multiplied, and watch this, and all that thou hast is multiplied. And that's a big statement. And I want to go back to go to verse 18. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. That's verse 18. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. For it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth. Why? That he may establish his covenant, which he swear unto into thy fathers as it is this day. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. For it is he that giveth thee power. Now, ladies and gentlemen, to me, most people dwell on the wealth part. Now, if wealth was so bad, why would God give you power to get it? Which is, makes no sense. But the most important part, in my opinion, is thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. The title of this message this morning, to remember is always to prosper. See, a lot of people give me some nice compliments and I thank them for it, but I say the Lord is gracious. Boy, that's a beautiful house you live in, brother, but the Lord is gracious. Boy, I sure like that plane you have, but the Lord is gracious. Because you see, I never forget what he's done. I never forget what he's doing. And I get, I get great excitement of what he's going to do. And a lot of people, they forget to remember because they focus more on bad times than on good times. Now, we live in a world of bad. I don't deny that, but I just deny it's right to affect me. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. Now, you can stay there for a minute and switch over to Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 9. I want, you, I want to read one verse of Scripture, verse 9. This is how important it is to remember. Deuteronomy 4, verse 9. God says, only take heed to thyself and keep thy soul diligently, lest thou forget the things which thine eyes have seen. Lest they depart from thy heart all the days of thy life, but teach them thy sons and thy sons Sons, Go back to uh, Deuteronomy 8, 18. Thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. So I'm constantly talking about what the Lord has done and I'm giving him glory all the time. Why? Because I believe in this little word called memory. What does memory do? Write this down. If 
you're taking notes. Memory confirms our faith. It confirms our faith, increases our knowledge of ourselves. Not of him, but of yourself. Let me say it again. Memory confirms our faith and increases our knowledge of ourselves and strengthens our confidence in God. How many times when I go before the Lord and I'm talking, I say, you know, Lord, you know when you did that? He said, I appreciate you remembering that. That increased my strength and my confidence in him. But it also increased my knowledge of myself that I don't have to forget the good things God has done. And because I do that, God brings prosperity to me spiritually, physically, financially. I give you a prime idea. I think I've been here 24 times, 25 times. That's about 25 years, 24, 25 years. Have you ever saw me sad? Anybody? Sick? Depressed? Discouraged? Despondent? Broke? Why? Because I got more faith than you? No. I don't believe I have any more faith than anybody in this building, but I might have a little more obedience because it's better to obey. So what I do, the reason why I don't get that, even though I'm not happy about this stuff in the guff, but I remember the Lord thy God, that no weapon that is formed against thee gonna prosper. Didn't say it wouldn't be formed. Said it wouldn't prosper. I remember, and that remembrance about God and all that he's done causes and keeps prosperity flowing to me spiritually, physically, and financially. Let me say it again. Memory confirms our faith, increases our knowledge of ourselves, and strengthens our confidence in God. You see, every event in life is not separate and independent of itself. It's all interlinked. Every event in life is not separate and independent of itself. So in other words, I am a, I am a spirit housed in a soul and clothed in a body. I know the difference between my voices. I have a spirit voice. I have a soulish voice. I have a body voice, is what you're hearing right now. Then I have the voice of God. How do you know the difference, Brother Jesse? Very simple. God's voice is not always the loudest. Usually your body voice is. Jesus, help! But if you want to know without a shadow of a doubt that you know or listen to the voice of God, God called it a still small voice. God's voice has great and way more authority in it than your spirit voice, your soulless voice, or your body voice. That's authority. See, when my mama spoke, I could talk louder than her, but her voice had way more authority. When dad spoke, whoo, that was authority personified. You see, and, that, and it don't have to be the loudest. You see, so when you understand that, then you won't be saying, well, I just don't know if I, am I, I going to miss God? Here's another scripture that can help you so you won't worry about missing God so much. How be it when the spirit of truth has come? Has he come? Has he come? Answer me. Has he come? He will guide you in how much truth? How much? How much? Well, if that means what it says, it says what it means. You won't make a mistake if you're abiding in him. I accept that as verbatim, just what he said. So when I go to do a business decision for the ministry or my personal life, I go, how be it when the spirit of truth is coming, God's been all truth. Now, what is another name for the Holy Spirit? Is it called the comforter? Is it called the comforter? Answer me. Then how come you're not in comfort? Maybe because you're not remembering. You're remembering all the other stuff. Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. I don't want to know neither. 
My name ain't nobody. Shut, shut up. I don't mean that to be rude. You remember those testimony services? First time I ever saw them. You know, I was raised Catholic. I didn't know what a testimony service was. But I had enough sense to know what I was hearing wasn't right. The pastor said, uh, I, I was invited to that church by a person. And they said, anybody got a good testimony? And this lady get up. I tell you what, pastor, I want to let you know, pastor, the devil been beating me and hit me. And I, I tell you, it's been a tough week. And I said, that, that ain't a good testimony. <laughs> and I wasn't even saved. She could remember all the stuff that Satan did. You should never remember anything Satan did. Forgetting those things which are behind. Reaching out to those things which were before. You press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God. You see, every event in life is not separate and independent of itself. See, God hates forgetfulness. Why? Because it's a sign of carelessness. It's a sign of unbelief. It's a sign of ingratitude. Let me say it again. God hates for, for, forgetfulness because it's a sign of carelessness. You know, and people say, that Jesse Duper, he don't care about nothing. You're right. I could care less. Why? Because care is a form of pride. You're saying God can't handle your business, so you got to take it back and worry about it? Or he's not working fast enough for you? Something like that? No. See, God hates for forget forgetfulness because it's a sign of carelessness, unbelief, and ingratitude. Think about that. Unbelief and ingratitude. So I always thank the Lord. He said, present your petitions and supplication with thanksgiving. Did he say that? Why? Why did he tell you thanksgiving? Say thanks. Why did he say thank you? Why did he add that in there? Because he's going to answer you. He's going to say, yes, yes. He has a very hard time saying no. My daughter is going to be 49 years old in October. I have never told her no, not one time. Her mama has. I'm not good at it. I'm just not good at it. Because everything she ever said made sense to me. Now I have a granddaughter that's 12 and a half, looks 15 or 16, which we don't like. But you can't. In fact, my daughter called me. She said, Dad. Dad, I said, what, Jody? She said, all this hormones, so you know, you know what's happening here. I said, yeah. She said, Dad, are you a man of God? I said, I'm a man of God. She said, can you stop this? I said, no, I cannot stop this. <laughs> I got enough sense. I know my limitations. You understand what I'm saying? But I've never told Meredith, I call her M&M or M. Meredith Margot Walker is her name. You know? I call her M. I never told her no. And Jody even called me. She said, Dad, you never tell M no. I said, what, I never told you no. I said, everything she says makes sense to me. I'm not good at that. I let your mama do that. <laughs> it's a good way to live. <laughs> and let's just face it, women are controlling everything. Most of you didn't put that shirt on today. Your wife's the one picked it for you. You don't even know what color socks you got on. <laughs> it's amazing, but they know. So God hates for forgetfulness. That's why a woman, if you forget your anniversary or her birthday, oh. Why? Well, it's a sign of carelessness that they don't care. Now, you shouldn't be caring or worrying. I'm a, see, I have no problem with being concerned about something, but I refuse to worry about something. You can be concerned, but when you let it develop to worry, now you're getting into the wrong frame of mind when you need to elevate your mindset instead of deflate it. So God hates forgetfulness because it's a sign of carelessness, unbelief, totally unbelief. Well, I know God said that, but no, 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 you don't know God said that. You wouldn't even said but. That's a conjunction or ingratitude. You don't have enough. You, I mean, my God, he's done so many wonderful things. You got up this morning. Every day above ground is a good day. You could have died last night. Oh, well, I'm healthy. A lot of healthy people die. 
Think about that for a minute. It is in memory that you find your past and present in life. So when Satan tries to attack me with something, I say, I start talking to God. I said, boy, Lord, you know when you did this? He said, yeah, I did. I said, let's talk about it. I said, you remember that time I ran out of gas? It was 3 o'clock in the morning. They stole my offering. Remember that? Remember that? They, they, they picked up an offering Sunday morning, Sunday night, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And at the end of the meeting, that was a revival. They gave me a Dr. Pepper. I still got that Dr. Pepper. I didn't drink it. I worked too hard for that doctor. I ain't drinking that doctor. I got it. I got it in my office. People sometimes say, can we see the Dr. Pepper? I say, yeah, you can come see it. It's an old bottle. I mean, old, I mean, I really old. I said, but you took care of me. I said, it was so wonderful. Uh, what I had made in my mind, well, I just, I'm just going to walk, and I was going to be hungry, and, and God took care of me. So we be, I began to rehearse the victory part. For you know, God said, well, oh, I tell you what, I did good. Then I said, you did real good. And I thank you because you're always thinking good for me. See, in memory, you find your past and your present. So I bring him in remembrance to his word. I said, Lord, I need to speak to you about what you said. <clears throat> and now as you grow older, I mean, he gets pretty rough sometimes because it's very hard for me to think in that he'll say, well, command me concerning that. I don't want to command God. He says, command ye me concerning my word. Now, I'm not talking about snapping your fingers. You're going to lose your snapper if you do. <laughs> In other words, he didn't say ask about it. He says, command ye me concerning my word. What does my word say? Well, you said, by your stripes we're healed. Command me. That's kind of hard huh? when you think, oh, Lord. Oh. But he's, he's wanting that because he wants you, if you're commanding him, then you're remembering something. And that opens the door for what health. If you're healthy, that's prosperity. In fact, <laughs> prosperity is no good without health. That's 3 John 2. Beloved, I wish above all things, 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 that you prosper and be in health as your soul prosper. Now, I, I don't care. I mean, it, it, you, know, you can be rich, filthy rich, but if you're sick, you can't go nowhere. You can be healthy as an ox. If you ain't got no money, you can't go nowhere neither. I've said it before, I've said it all the time. They have to come together and work, see? So when you understand it is memory that you find your past and your present. That's what, that keeps your marriage fresh. Say, hey, Kathy, hey, Kathy, you remember when we did this? I said, you remember that time we had $3 and pennies and we went to a store, we bought macaroni and cheese for 10 cents a box because it was on sale? She said, yeah. I said, boy, we made it, didn't we, Kathy? Yeah, we start, we start smart. Yeah, we did. And what happened is, I, I mean, I, I just, I just, I've always been a man who could jump out the boat. And I, and, I, and I just left everything and went to Dallas. And I didn't know nobody. I said, I'm going to start this musical career here. And, you know, and, and, I, and then I got attacked by the Dallas Federation of Musicians because I didn't know you had to be in a union. So I was taking jobs from union people. So they shut me down, told the clubs, you cannot have this boy because he's not a union. Well, it took six to eight weeks to become a union member. Well, you run out of money. So we had $3 left. And I thought, I said, well, I ain't calling dad. Wasn't that, I guess it was a pride thing. I wouldn't save him those days. I just said, well, we'll just go. And, uh, with, and we bought a 10 cents a box, macaroni and cheese. We don't eat much macaroni and cheese anymore. We don't eat <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's real good. And that we, we laugh about that. 
And I remember the first time I bought her something nice. I said, you remember that? Oh, Jess, I just couldn't believe you. You would do that. And she did something. We just, we rehearsed that. We go back at it. Yeah. Now, she says some things. Sometimes her memory fades a little bit. She said it the other day. I'm saying this because it's 1150. She's about ready to finish preaching, so she ain't watching this. She says, uh, you know, Jesse, I didn't know what she was going to say. I said, what? She said, you look better now than you did when I married you. I said, oh, God, let me make Jesus help me. Her memory's fading. That's not true. It's not true. You should have seen me when I was young. I'd have married myself. I was a good-looking boy. I was. I mean, I had a body. Ooh, you couldn't grab my skin tight, tight. Not today, son. You can lose your hand if you touch my shoulder. Just go in there. You can tell as you get now. Some lady gonna get mad about this. Yeah, boy. When you ever hug a young woman, boom, she tight. Then you hug some women, they, 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 and all of a sudden your hands start sinking in into the folds. Look at these women. But you know, I, I just said that because I thought it was funny. But men don't know. I had a lady that they blew my socks off. I, I, I hugged her. She goes, oh, my God, I hope you didn't feel my back fat. I said, what did you say? I hope you didn't feel my back fat. Ladies, let me give you a revelation. There ain't no man saying, boy, your back is fat. Man ain't looking at your back. They're looking at a little bit lower down the scale. You understand? They ain't thinking about no back fat. For God's sake. The women worry about all that craziness. Okay, I can't say no more because she's quitting preaching, so I'm going to just leave right here. Praise <laughs> Back fat. What has that got to do with you? You know, but, oh, Jesus. <laughs> you got some back fat? No, no. I'm just, <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> no, no, no. no, it didn't make any difference because somebody loves you. They don't care. Amen. Thank you for that Holy Ghost grunt. Only the women said that. <laughs> All the men went, no, <laughs> no, no. See, remembering humbles us. Because see, if you could do it all, you wouldn't need God. Remembering humbles us. Then it does something else. It proves us. And then it teaches us. Remembering humbles us, proves us, and teaches us the insufficiency of things to make us happy. Because without God, you cannot be happy. I don't care what you got. Because it all gets old and it all fades away. I have a beautiful home. Oh, Lord. But it's going to get old. I have, to, I have to constantly be doing stuff to it. My body's getting old. I got to constantly be doing stuff. To it. Try to eat right, do whatever I'm supposed to do and all that kind of thing, you know. But I mean, uh, because it, that's all so insufficient. But when you understand, when you remember the Lord that God for it is he. And I'd rather, I'm going to just stop right there. It is he. That's good enough. Let me say it again. Remembering humbles us. God, you would take time out to talk to me, to help me. Man, that's a humbling thing. And to prove us, because we found out, you know what? I need to change that. And then to teach us the insufficiency of things to make us happy. I have, I've had people say, I have, friends of mine that are not saved, I have, I have a lot of sinner friends. I really do. Why? Because Jesus was a friend of sinners. So if Jesus does it, I'm going to do it too. I'm a friend. I'm a, I, 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 have some, I have some center friends that better than some Christian friends. Actually, have more character. 
He said, I got some Christian friends, their character doesn't go up to their gifts. Oh, they can move in the gifts, but their character's not there. It's up and down. But I, 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 and, I, and we like each other. I've had, I got one friend of mine, he's a business guy. He's Jewish. I just love it. He said, are you going to try to get me saved? I said, no. He said, you're not? I said, no. I said, even God can't save you without your permission. He just looked at me. He said, you know, that's right. I said, that's true. I said, now are you going to obey? I said, it can't happen without your permission. I said, free will, buddy. God stops at the door right there. That's a wonderful gift that he gave us, but he could be abused greatly. You see, I said, I'll live my life before you. He's a, good, he's a Jewish guy. We do business together, and I really like him. He said, man, Jesse, you sure you're not Jewish? I said, no, I am Jewish. You're Jewish? I said, yeah, I'm adopted. He said, you what? I said, I'm adopted. I said, I'm, in, I'm the seed of Abraham, just like you are. He goes, that's good. I said, yeah, it is. You know, and I said, I said, I said why aren't you a Christian? Your wife is. She's Baptist. Why'd you marry a Baptist? He said, I fell in love with her. And yet you go to the Jewish synagogue, she goes to the Baptist church. Yeah. I said, well, you don't like the Baptist church? Oh, no, I didn't say that. I said, do you know Jesus is Jewish? What's the matter? You don't like your own people? <laughs> he says, that's what I like about you. You say some of the greatest things. God ain't going to make me think here. Glory. You see what I, I said, why can't we all just come together? Because you hadn't remembered the Lord thy God. You see, what a blessing, my God. Listen to this. Memory quickens the heart. It makes it alive and supplies fuel to gratitude. When you remember, you get thankful. And you know what it does more than anything? It cures bad memories. I told this to the Lord not long ago. I said, you know, Lord, I know I've disappointed you sometimes. I disappointed myself, but I really disappointed you. But I have to say this. You have never once disappointed me. You have never disappointed me in my life. I said, now, you did some things I didn't understand, and he interrupted me. He said, that's what fathers do. They teach. You may not understand it. You think, why that's happening? But if you think about you growing up, your dad did some stuff you didn't understand. But when you became a dad, you went, you know, that old man was right. See, it cures bad memories. And the more you talk and remember the good things, after a while, you can't remember the bad at all. It begins to just actually go away. See, that was the problem with that man who thought that his wife was coming back if the cop caught him. <laughs> I had a girlfriend like that myself. But anyway, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Memory quickens the heart and fuels gratitude. It supplies it and it cures bad memories. You will know more of God at the conclusion of your journey than you did at the beginning. Do you know if Jesus stares and I die, I'm going to be learning something the very time, as soon as, I mean, the, the very second that I go out, you know, into the presence of an almighty God, I'm constantly ever learning. He said, learn of me. Learn of me. And he said, learn of Christianity. He didn't come to create Christianity. You know why Jesus came? That you might know the Father. He says it himself. So you will know more of God at the conclusion of your journey than you did at the beginning. People can't get over that. People can't offend me. Boy, I've had some ugly things said about me. Oh, good Lord. I, I didn't say you couldn't hurt my feelings. You can hurt my feelings, 
but I'd never let it develop to uh, offense. Why? I don't want to be you. I don't want to become what I don't like. That's just very simple. That's not a shot to you. I just don't, I don't want to do that. And besides, well, what's the difference between being hurt and being offended? Well, when you get hurt, you look for someone to hear you. It's like a baby. They fall, they look for mama. Mama kiss it, make it feel better. Now, when you get offended, you look for somebody to hurt. The church mafia kicks in. It's time for you to leave. Or we're going to make you leave. You understand? Because now you're offended. So I refuse to be offended. I didn't say you couldn't hurt my feelings. So sometimes I've said some things to Kathy. I didn't offend her, but I hurt her. And I said, you know, I just think I, I said something wrong. I, sh- I apologize for that. I heard Kenneth Copeland say something that I've never forgotten. He said it 30 years ago. He was, he was real hard on, on Gloria, the beginning of their marriage, I guess, whatever. And she had done everything she could for him and all that kind of thing. You know, he just was grouchy. He's, I'm, I'm repeating his word like an old bear. And all of a sudden, Gloria looked at him. She said, Kenneth, she had a tear in her lip. All right, come right there. One day, I'm going to be a blessing to you. And it broke him to, I mean, God, God. Because sometimes you get so busy, you say things you shouldn't say, and you're not focusing on what you should be focusing on. So it brings hurt sometimes. You see what I'm saying? And it shouldn't, uh, but it does. But if it used to, a little, and just remember people that have been a blessing to you. And remember that it's he, God, who helps you in all that you do, then you'll understand you will know more of God at the conclusion of your journey than you did at the beginning. Because you see, we're on a journey. Oh, yes, we are. And I'm growing stronger every day. Every day. I'm knowing God more and more every day. And I love more than relationship. I love fellowship. I love conversation with God. I just enjoy conversation with him. Hey, what do you think about this? And there's been times he said, what do you think about this? Hey, you like this? Yeah. I said, oh, you know. And then sometimes he told me, that's a good idea, but it's not a God idea. I mean, it'll work for a while, but then it's going to go under. But if you use my God idea, I said, yeah, but it, it, it don't sound right. Yeah, but it is. And people say, you would say that to God? Come, let us reason together. I want my way. Don't look at me weird. You want your way. That's not a bad thing. It can become bad by getting into disobedience. But you know what? He said, I reasoned with him. I said, look, look. I told him one time about a person. You don't need to save this person. Let them go to hell. <laughs> God laughed. I said, I know these people. You want to get rid of the devil? Send this person to hell. He'll commit suicide in two weeks. <laughs> this person will drive him crazy. She's born again and saved today. It was my mother-in-law. I ain't gonna lie. Well, we hated each other with a passion. Oh, Lord. But today, I'd do anything for her. And she'd do anything for me. <laughs> but when you're young, sometimes you're stupid. Oh, but when I had a daughter and the boys came over and some man wants to take my daughter away. Whoa. All of a sudden, I begin to think like I read. Wait a minute. Whoa. But I didn't understand that when I was young. I mean, just, you know, hang with it, baby. Just hang with it. But see... I realized I know more at the end of this journey than I do at the beginning of it. Write this down. Good government is according to the laws of God. It makes a nation prosperous. I'm amazed people that are born again that will not register to vote. What's the matter with you? We're not telling you who to vote for. Good government is according to the laws of God. Do you know the laws of God? 
Do you know the platform you're voting for? Do you know what people believe in, what they stand for? Because it makes a good, it makes a nation prosper. The Bible said when the righteous are in authority, the nation prospers. How many of y'all want the nation to prosper? Have you ever seen such craziness today? I mean, I'm talking smart people. Smart people, way more intelligent than you. Yale, Harvard, Princeton, Duke, Columbia. I'm talking brilliant. And they say, uh, protesting doesn't spread the virus. But going to church does, but not a casino. This is smart people. Or are they the dumbest people you've ever heard of in your life? Think about that for a minute. What do you believe in? What do they believe in? What are the laws of God? What are they? Well, now, brother, just we're saved by grace, no matter what you do. Oh, really? Grace hadn't been given to you to destroy holiness. It hadn't been given to you to stop discipline. Grace has been given as a wonderful gift. But you can reject it because of that free will. He will not make you stay saved if you don't want to be. Do you know that some people don't want to be, don't want to stay healed? Keep telling everybody, they get healed. They go, well, I bet you I'm going to lose it next week. Because they heard somebody said that and I got inside of them, see. God always proves his child. And the more he gives him, the more he proves him. It's called grace. God always proves his child. And the more he gives him, the more he proves him. It's called grace. Let me give you something that happened several years ago. Meredith, now 12 and a half. And, you know, young people never tell you how old they are. They, I'm almost 13. Or if they just made 12, I'm almost 12 and a half. Now, as you get older, you don't push it one day. Oh, yeah. You're going to be 70 the next day. I'm 69. Change. Watch this. This is when she was into um, Disney stuff. Uh, I don't know those. Um, I'm not a Disney person. Uh, they freeze them, uh, the, these characters. What they call it? Yeah. So watch this. I always drag up the rear when we walk in the mall. Now, she must have been about uh, six, seven, something like that, I guess, something like that. I mean, all that frozen, yeah, all that stuff. And oh, she just loved all that. She told me that my hair is like one of those characters or something. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what she's talking about. So I go, okay. Um, boy, it is white, though, isn't it? Glory to God. <laughs> so watch this. So Kathy and um, Mary, they go into the Disney store. Okay. And I'm just kind of walking. You know, I, I, I don't really go in stores a lot. I just like walking them all. You know, I like seeing people, watching people. Some of the funniest things go on. Listen to my point. God always proves his child. And the more he gives him, him or her, the more he proves him or her, it's called grace. So I come walking in. Well, I'm, I'm just right at the beginning of the store. And Meredith asked her, her, her Kathy, she calls her Mimi, as her grandmother, Mimi, can I have a toy? And uh, Kathy said, go ask your grandfather. She calls me grandfather. I love it. She calls the other side grandpa. People love it when she'd say, grandfather, grandfather. <laughs> kind of like a movie called Heidi. 
You got you to be kind of my age to understand that, you know. Look at some of these young people. Who's Heidi? So I, she come up, run up. She says, "Grandfather." I say, "Yeah. What? What you need, yeah? Can I have a toy?" And something hit me, Mac. It was God, man. I knew it. Bow. I said, "Em, you can have it all." She said, "What?" <laughs> well, when I said that, several people, but they just looked like this. I said, "You can have it all." I said, "Are you the manager of this store?" She said, "Yes, I am, sir." I said, how much inventory you got here? She said, excuse me? I said, how much inventory you have in money here? She said, about $200,000 worth. I said, it all belongs to her. You can close the store right now. If she wants it, it's hers. I'll buy it all. <laughs> Sound like God, huh? More than enough. It hit me. I, I will not withhold. But let me see what she will do with this. I said, I buy the whole, all the inventory. Now, that shut down everybody in the store. So I'm, I'm just waiting. My God, here, let's get us a truck. I'm going to I'm have to lease a truck to get all this stuff out of here. I hadn't made up my mind. I didn't care. I didn't care because that's my granddaughter. I mean, I, no one ever called me grand until she was born. And her child going to make me great. Yeah. That may sound funny, but hey, that's a fact. So I'm standing in line. I'm ready to pay for everything. And of course, the manager's freaking out. So I see two. Meredith comes up with four things. I said, Meredith, Meredith, grandfather said you can have all of it. She says, I know. But this is hard. This is real hard. I think I have enough. Four is enough. This is hard. I told that to Phyllis Moore, Keith Moore's wife. She said, you know why she didn't take it out? Because she wasn't raised poor. Poor kids would have went through that store like crazy. But because she knew she could get whatever because of her grandfather, maybe her mom or that. It proved something to me that she's not greedy. I gave her grace. So watch this. I'm trying to be a blessing. She said, so I take, I had four fingers. I got this and I hang it here, I hang it here, hang it here. So I'm going to pay for it. Now, there was a little seven-year-old or five-year-old child with their parent. You might have heard me say that. This was great. So you know how kids are, they go, he's got a lot of stuff. And I looked at these kids, never seen them before in my life, Lynn. I didn't know who they were. Sweet kids, you know. I said, you like this kind of stuff? I said, why don't you go get you something? Get anything you want. And the mother says, oh, no, no, I can't let you do that. We don't take charity. I looked at the lady. I said, ma'am, do you know what charity is? This is time for a lesson for an adult. I said, charity means love. I said, ma'am, you you, you won't accept love? She said, oh, I just can't let you do that. I heard what you said about your granddaughter. I said, but she only wants four things. So now the store is back up for sale. Well, it is. She said, oh, I just can't let you do that. And the seven-year-old, it must have been the church. She said, mama, the man is trying to bless us. <laughs> I love that. The man is trying to bless us. 
Sad to say she wouldn't let me do it. The parent wouldn't let me do it. How many times God's wanted to bless you? But you would not. Because you're not remembering who he is. Sometimes he'll do that to prove you. God always proves his child. And the more he gives him, the more he proves him or her. It's called grace. See, memory must work under distinct divine guidance in every part of the past or the present or the future. Let me say it again. Memory must work under distinct divine guidance in every part of the past, present or future. That manager of that store did. She said, you would have done this. I said, oh, yes, ma'am. I said, I just can't tell her no. I said, you know, I'm born again. I'm saved. She said, yeah, you're that rich preacher, aren't you? I said, yes. Aren't you glad? She said, yes. She keep the, keep the doors open. I said, you know, I've had some people say, he's so filthy rich. I, you think I'm going to deny that? I agree with that. Amen. I heard Bob Hope say this one time. Uh, he was talking to what's called, something Cabot. What's that guy's name? Yeah. He, yeah. And uh, he, he said, you know, I am wealthy, but I'm not as wealthy as they say I am. My God, man. You know, but I am a wealthy man. You know, Bob Hope was a wealthy man. He invested in a lot of real estate and stuff of that nature. But he wasn't as wealthy as the magazine said. I said, well, I'm not as wealthy as some people say I am. But I'll tell you, what if they say I am? I, I'm not going to deny it. I'll agree with them. If two of us agree on earth. It's not about loving money, but hey, it's a good thought. That's what I love about Donald Trump. The greatest statement I ever heard anybody say came out of Donald Trump's mouth. And it was in the 2016 election. He was talking to Ivanka. That's a name, huh? Ivanka. He said, Ivanka, you're going to think anyway. You might as well think big. That went off of me like a shotgun, man. You're going to think anyway. You're, going, you're just going to think anyway. You might as well think big. What's wrong with that? Well, I thought big. But I love Meredith's, this is hard. She wasn't greedy. There's nothing wrong with a kid taking it off. I'm not, not, but I'm saying she realized at that early age, she couldn't handle all that. Now, I wonder, now that she's 12 and a half going on 60, and she's a fashionista, <laughs> you know, they want stuff. If I walked into a place and say, Meredith, it's all yours. Oh, because when you, whoo, Lord, when you get to looking good, well, you know, this might look good, and this might, and this might look good. Oh, I got to get this kind of makeup and all that, other kinds of stuff. I don't know. We might check it out. We'll see. You know what I'm saying? But I, I honestly believe she would say, oh, this is just too much. She watches me, and I close with this. Let me say my last point. Memory turns into practical wisdom. Yeah, it, it really does. She watches me. I am a heavy tipper. Usually my tip at a restaurant is more than my meal. It just always is. Or most of the time. Why? Then people work hard. I remember one time I was a waiter. And they stiff you, man. They just stiff you. So I thought, my God, you know. So watch this, and I'm going to close with this. We went, it was a, 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 I think it was a Mother's Day. We went to this particular place. We wanted to eat on the water at Lake Pontchartrain. Place was jam packed. Well, it took about an hour to get our food, and we got the wrong food. So Meredith, she looked, she said, uh, 
grandfather, you don't need to tip her very well. She didn't do that good. I said, it wasn't her fault, Meredith. She said, how you know? I said, watch. I called over and I said, uh, we, this is the wrong meal. She said, I apologize. Your meal is on that table over there. But another waitress took it. I said, you see that, Meredith? It wasn't her fault. It was just the kitchen's fault. I said, but you know what? It doesn't make any difference. I'm going to bless her. Kathy sometimes says, but they, they didn't serve you well. They didn't serve us. I said, it doesn't make any difference. That's not going to stop me from who I am. I'm going to be a blessing to you. So at P.F. Chang's, and I like Chinese food. <laughs> I, I think it's Chinese food. I don't know. <laughs> That's what they say it is. So I walked in, and uh, they all know me. In fact, the whole P.F. Chang's and the Cheesecake Factory, they signed birthday cards with all the waiters and the cooks and gave me a birthday card. But I don't have to wait. I mean, they, it's an hour wait. When I walk in, they go, oh, Reverend. <laughs> even during the COVID, they even opened up a table they wasn't supposed to open up. Let him sit here. So I'm sitting there now. This girl was phenomenal waitress. She was poor. And, you know, it bothers me when people don't write something down. You ever have them go, okay. And you don't get the right thing. That drives me nuts. Write it down. I said, can you remember all this? We had six people and they want appetizers and you know, the whole, she said, I got it. I have a brilliant mind. And she laughed, you know, real sweet, pretty girl. So the Lord said, you're going to bless her today. I said, okay, that's fine. I never thought nothing about it. I just said, well, I'll just give her a nice tip and forget it. That's what I had in my mind. Well, we went through the whole thing and she said, do y'all need some bags and stuff? Well, it's like a buffet. Kathy just orders, you know, you, you bring it home, you know. So, so she handed me the bill. And I said, excuse me, I want to ask you a question. What do you do? I mean, what do you do? She said, oh, I go to, uh, I go to uh, Loyola University. I said, you go to Loyola? I said, very expensive school. Yeah, I know. She said, uh, you know, but I have to work, uh, you know, and I don't mind working. I, I have to work, you know, to help, help with the different tuitions and all the different things that go on. They had Loyola. It's a great school. You know, mom and dad can't afford that, but that's all right. She taught me, my mother taught, taught us how to work. And we'll do that. And the Lord goes, and I went, what? <laughs> what? He said, pay her tuition. I said, I don't know how much it is. He said, ask her. <laughs> you know, God's got simple answers to things. You know what I mean? <laughs> you don't complicate nothing. I said, so is your tuition pretty expensive? She said, oh, yeah. Well, I said, how much is it? She said, well, she told me. I said, Kathy, cut her a check and give her the money. She goes, what? I said, we want to pay your tuition. But you don't know me. I said, I don't. But the Lord does. Tears. Well, I didn't know people were listening. You don't need to people. It stopped. And I said, well, that's not your tip on this thing. That's for your tuition. So we paid her, not bragging on I could brag more with that money in my pocket than in hers. She said, well, I'm not going to quit my job. I said, you don't need to. Work, girl. That's fine. I said, now, here's your tip. Oh, oh, sir. And another waitress said, it's, it's the reverend. <laughs> I said, you know me? She said, everybody know you. <laughs> and you know, I've prayed with them. I've laid hands on them at P.F. Chang's in the restaurant. Some of them were married, you know, uh, you know uh, some of them 35, 40 years old. I pray for their kids. 
it's, a, it's become a great ministry. At P.F. Chang, watch out my guy, And I'm not Brad Peace, oh, hey, you're doing that show. I can show up more with that money in my pocket than in theirs. Come on, let the elevator go to the top. But I'm just trying to be a blessing. You see? When are you going to let God pay your tuition? When are you going to let God pay off your student debt? I just don't know how I'm going to do this. You're not. He is. He didn't ask you to pay for it. He asked you to believe for it. But you're going to have to believe. You're going to have to, faith without works is dead. But thou shalt remember. I hope you remember this sermon because it'll make you remember God. Forget about me. I mean, that don't mean nothing. See what I'm saying? But God has been so good and gracious and he's going to do more. How many times have I told the Lord, Lord, it's, it's enough. He said, no, I'd have to change my name if I agreed with you because I'm not just enough. I'm more than enough. That really struck me back when the Lord said that. Oh, I said, God, it's enough. I mean, Jesus, it's enough. He said, no, I have to change my name. And I'm not changing my name. I'm more than enough. I said, okay. If it makes you happy. He said, it makes me happy. Isn't that a blessing? Give Jesus a hand clap for this message. Did you enjoy it? Are you going to remember? You know, my grandparents have been gone a long time, but I remember that day, boy. I had the two best grandmas anybody could ever had. Ooh, Lord. Two little bitty women. One was four foot nine. The other one was four foot 11. If you stacked them, they didn't make one whole person. I mean, they, were, they loved me. I, I miss them. They're in heaven. Well, my, little, my grandmother uh, on my mother's side and my, 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 on my mother's side, she said, you know, you look like me. I said, I do. Yes. And then my grandmother on my father's side, she'd say, now you can do anything you want to do in life. You don't believe anything your grandfather said because he'd been a liar from the day I met him. Because <laughs> he's always saying he can't do nothing. It wouldn't have been for me. He'd have probably been dead a long time ago. I just had to push him to do things. I said, okay, grandma. <laughs> she got saved under Mike Murdoch's father's ministry, wow. John Murdoch. He's almost 100 years old. I think he's still living. Mr. Uh, Reverend Murdoch. And we couldn't believe that grandma did that. You're going to leave the mother church? You don't lost your ever-loving mind. She said, I found Jesus. I said, what did he look like? No, she said, I met Jesus in my heart. She started all that stuff. It was just a blessing of the Lord. I have the honor of receiving this offering for this great church called Living Word. Give Jesus a hand clap for that. You know, this is God's house. And in Malachi, I didn't know it was Malachi. I used to think it was Malachi because I thought it was Italian. He said, bring all the tithe into the storehouse that there may be meat in my house, a provision. He said, prove me now here, saith the Lord of hosts, if I not open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. And if you look at the King James, there's seven other words. There's some words that are in italics, which means they're not in the original. And if you take those words, I said, and pour you out a blessing, that's not enough. You ought to look at that. First, you got a King James version. Why? Because you have to have the next verse. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sake so that everything you accumulate won't be devoured because he comes to steal, to kill and destroy. He can't kill you till he steals from you. You see what I'm saying? See, and you have to have that working. So that's why he gave that scripture to us. People said tithing is not in the New Testament. Oh man, you're just trying to get out giving God something. That's just silliness. 
You see what I'm saying? Luke 6, 38 says, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, fresh down, shaking, get it running over. Why? Because all God wants to do is give you the whole store. And you know what? She could have took the whole store. I didn't made up my mind to buy the whole store, my granddaughter. But it, sh it showed some, a quality in her that, I, that I, I enjoyed. Maybe the reason why God wanted me to do it was those two kids when I was in that line, and that parent would not let me do that. Yet the seven-year-old had more sense than the mama because all I wanted to do was be a blessing. So your giving will be a blessing through Living Words Outreaches. If you're writing a check, you can write it out to Living Word. There's a check behind on, on the seat here. For you that are watching, you can go to, uh, you can use all the different platforms. You can text to give, or you can go to Living Word's uh, uh, website and press donate, or you can go to PayPal, whatever, and use every available outlet you can. I would, let me just, go by thank you, Holy Ghost. Because I'm receiving this offering, there's a special anointing on it. I know that sounds arrogant. Don't that sound arrogant? No, because the anointing of increase is on me. God, trust me. It's just on me. It's on me. It is. And it's such a blessing, not because uh, he has given me substance, it's that he trusts me. So I'm going to ask you to do your best. I'm going to ask you to do it next week when Mac and Lynn are not here. You know, they can't have a day off. Do you think when you go home, you're off in ministry? This thing comes with you. It's 24 7, seven days a week constant. I mean, I mean, I'm, people say, y'all don't work hard. Follow me. I promise you, you'll go back to your job. Because <laughs> it's work. So I'm going to ask you, you can mail in your gift to the address shown on the screen or drop off your offering near our main lobby entrance. That's whatever. You know, just all kinds of different ways. I would get involved in it and believe for the hundredfold return. Simply because I believe in it and I am going to pray that prayer of a hundredfold on you. I want this to happen in your life. You up in the balcony, you certainly deserve it. Jesus said you could have it. He supply all you need. The light you have therefore in the Lord to give you the desires of your heart. The law is my shepherd. I shall not want. That's needs, desires, want. I mean, I mean it's, it's spiritual, physical, financial, all three or just whichever one you want. He doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't bother God at all. It does the church well, but it doesn't God. What are you going to do when you get to heaven? You're going to get mad because you're walking on gold streets? You're going to get mad if you see pearly gates or diamond, barrel, jasper, onyx, ruby? What are you going to say? He could have used that money to touch somebody in Africa. <laughs> he don't need that to touch somebody in Africa. What he needs is a willing vessel. <laughs> give me a man. Give me a woman. Somebody that's willing to go out there and give their life for someone they don't know. That they might bring the glorious gospel. That's what God wants. That's what God needs. You see what I'm saying? That's, that's the pr primo of primo, if you want to call it as such. So get your offering ready. Ooh, the hundredfold. How many of y'all want a blessing? Come on. How, how many of you need financial blessing? Come on, lift your hand up. Sure you could use some of that. Look, okay, let's say you don't need it. Good. Believe for it anyway and give it away. I do that all the time. I, I do that all the time. I said, Lord, you just gave me that. I don't need that. I'm going to give it away. I make it a twice-sown seed. Ooh, that's even better. Then my God would come flowing to me. It's bigger than what I got. I said, my, because I, I take every seed very personally when people give me a seed. Because I keep my soil fertile so they can receive what they believe in God for. We you know, give them my ministry and things. And even my personal life. I mean, I, 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 I don't forget. I named my seed. First thing I did when Jody was born is I named her. 
I named her. It was me. Jody going to be her name. You can give her her second name, but I want to call her Jody. And I call her Joe most of the time. Joe is dad, you know. See, that's just such a blessing. Hold your offering up to the Lord. We're going to pray over it. Ushers, if you'll come forward with the buckets. Hallelujah. You know what I like about your buckets? They're not Kentucky Fried Chicken buckets. <laughs> I find most people that got buckets of this Kentucky Fried Chicken or something. It makes you hungry when they're passing all that out. <laughs> Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, I remember you, Lord. I will always remember what you've done. I ask you to remember this seed that people are sowing today online and in this wonderful facility. Remember it, Lord. And have angels bring hundredfold. Maybe people need to get out of debt, Lord. I don't know. They might want to pay off their church. They might want to pay off their grandmother's house. I don't know, Lord, whatever they want. Or maybe buy a home for their children. Or maybe, Lord, they want to go to Africa and do what you call them to do. I ask you to bless each and every one of them. You've blessed me beyond my wildest dreams. I can't thank you enough. And I will thank you more for these people who are hearing me because they remember you. Let them see immediate results. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Ushers, go ahead and receive uh, our second offering here for the church at Living Word. While they're doing that, I want to say thank you for allowing me a portion of your time. Thank you, Mac, for letting me preach part of this. And let me tell you something about breakthrough. How you really break through is you remember things. I remember one time, I always played football, but I was too light. I was little, but I had a heart to play. Of course, see, Jesse only weighs 100, that's in high school, 125 pounds, but he got 210 pounds in his heart. And man, they would just knock me back. But I remember, I found a weakness in a big guy. I remembered the weakness. I said, if I hit him here, I got him. And he looked at me like he said, I'm going to stomp you in the ground. I didn't tell him anything. I said, I remember your weakness. They had to take him off the field. Every time I looked at him, he got a little nervous. You see what I'm saying? You got to watch these little guys. These little guys that don't have much weight, they, they're wiry, they're strong as all can be. They're strong. It's amazing what they can do. So, I, you know, I look for Satan's weaknesses, and he's got a bunch of them. But he sounds like he has none of them. But he's very, very weak. Not in natural things. In the spirit. He's spiritually dead. He's not a faith devil. He's a flesh devil. Would you stand to your feet, please? It is 1229. I want to thank you once again. I'd like to know if you're getting hundredfold. You know how I'd like to know? By being a blessing to living word. Could we believe God that this year, which has been so stupid and crazy, turned out to be one of the biggest financial years of this church? Wouldn't that be wonderful? Wouldn't God get way more glory on that? Huh? Why not? God's got a bright future for this church because it's a living word. If you don't have a good church, here's a good one. How do you know? I'm here. 
Say, if I lived in this area, I'd come to this church. I would. I'm not saying that because we friends. What? Because I know what it teaches. And the amount of things it does. And the discipline and commitment and dedication it takes to stand behind here. To do what Lynn and Mac do. My Lord. One of the hardest ministries is the prayer ministry. And Lynn does that so effective. That just wear you out. I mean, beat on you. Preaching is easier compared to praying. Well, I wear myself out when I begin to flow the Holy Ghost. Just sucks the, I mean, strength out of you. Praying. And I wish I could pray soft. Oh, gee, but I get excited. I just thought, you know, hollering all that kind of stuff. Can't help myself. You know, it's just the way it is. If you don't know Jesus, you meet him today. Why? Because you're in a living word. He'll put a living word in your heart. Just believe with your heart and confess with your mouth. You that are watching online, hey, it's the same way. Faith destroys all distance between me and you. You pray that prayer too. In fact, I'd like everybody to repeat this prayer. Lord Jesus, I ask you, come into my life. Forgive me of all my sin. I confess my sin before you this day. I denounce Satan and all his works. I confess Jesus as the Lord of my life. Thank you for saving me. I believe in my heart. I confess in my mouth. Jesus rose from the dead. I am saved. Welcome to the family. Give the Lord a hand clap for that. Come on, give him a good one. (laughs) Isn't that a blessing of the Lord? Think about that. Be praying for us. Like I say, we don't want this hurricanes to go to another place. We just want them to, well, go to some place that needs some rain without the wind effect. Just that simple, you know. Those things were designed to actually water the earth. Satan got involved in them and made them killers. Think about that. And, uh, and that way, you know, uh, people love Florida. But my God, if you move to Florida, you, uh, <laughs> Florida gets hits a lot. But you know what? That's some wonderful people in Florida. You don't let nothing the devil do run you out of town. You don't do that. So thank you for praying for us. And, uh, and we've already put, drew the bloodline and also um, the hedge of protection. Satan can't, he ain't tall enough to get over the hedge. In fact, he can't even see us. He's blind. Oh, is he blind, blind, blind. Until you get in the flesh. Then you begin to look through his eyes. But if you stay in the spirit, you'll always look to the eyes of the Lord Jesus Christ. Once again, Mac and Lynn, thank you for letting me be a part of the breakthrough for the rest of your life. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. There's someone need to, need to give a great seed to this church. The harvest won't come to you. It's going to come to your children's children. The Lord just brought that to my memory. Remember that time God told me to give a, a, a donate, and I did? He said, you will not receive a harvest. And I said, well, that's not you. He said, what you sow is you reap. He said, no, we're going to reap it. It's going to be for your children's children. He said, I'm ahead of the curve, Jesse. So I went and I told Meredith, one day you're going to get so blessed. You have no idea. God was talking about you today. She goes, I said, I'm a part of that blessing, but you're going to get a harvest. Ooh, what is it? I said, I don't know, but it's going to be bigger than what you could think or what grandfather could think. That's, that's a wonderful thing. See, you build it. He said that you and your children may live, and a good man make an inheritance for his children's children. Thank you. Give Jesus a hand clap as your pastor comes.